Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. James Fegan covers the White Sox for The Athletic. Our frequent guest is on Twitter at J.R. And with us on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. So how was Luis? Um, you know, he was, he was, he was his normal self. Uh, wasn't a, you know, a unstoppable font of emotion, but he, he's obviously prepared for the World Baseball Classic. That was something that was very important, both him and Moncada. So uh, I, I think probably the, the hope is that it's going to get them locked in as being aired about Moncada a bit more than Luis, but I think it'll have an effect on, on both of them. How's his hand? Uh, he said he's had no issues. He's been, if anything, um, taking reps on the field and being in the batting cage maybe even a bit more than he would in a normal season just because of one kind of frustration with the how much he's been hurt the last couple of years, but also just preparing to basically be at opening day ready a month earlier than usual. I saw the White Sox put out a, a, a video of him, and in the video he's talking about how he maybe got started on some baseball activities earlier than he ordinarily would. What was the the reason for that? Like, why did he feel it was necessary to start doing more baseball stuff before he came to camp? I mean, he said it was mostly just about the World Baseball Classic, but I imagine, you know, a degree of it is just you know frustration of, you know, how much he's been annoyed by a lot of his season getting eaten by injuries the last couple of years, and and feeling like if he were you know, one, he doesn't want to put himself at risk with the World Baseball Classic and start the cycle over again, but also just feeling like he could do more to be you know, better prepared for this year. Not that, you know, you've ever seen Luis Robert walk in and be like, wow, he's, I guess he's going to play his way into shape. But, um, you know, I, I certainly see his irritation and frustration of not being out there. I, I think that's what really uh, manifested himself in him trying to play through the wrists uh, issue last year as long as he did because, you know, he, he's frustrated about how these, these years have gone. Did he give any more indication as to that, the, the weird moment last year when he, was, he couldn't track baseballs and they called it like a vitamin deficiency? Uh, he has not, uh, I think, you know, it, it really, I don't feel like we ever got like as this big concrete explanation of what was going on. They like, just tried to respond to the symptoms, uh, and eventually they went away. But as far as narrowing on a, on a root cause, I, I think it's, uh, you know, still in the realm of, of theory of, of what was really going on there. I noticed another tweet you put out today. Are, is there a question as to whether or not Michael Kopech is going to be ready to start opening day, start the season? I mean, it doesn't, like, officially no, in the sense that, like, that it's not like they are, um, you know, it's not like it's supposed to be 50-50 at all, but he's obviously coming off a situation where he spent his offseason rehabbing rather than, you know, the normal progression of the normal buildup. Uh, he did mention that he hadn't faced live hitters yet, and but he has been thrown off a mound. Um, he, he might not. I don't think he's going to be necessarily like starting one of the first three games or anything like that. So I, I think they view themselves as having the the position where maybe they can tee him up for that uh, home opener more than they think they have to have him ready for the end of March. But it, it, it's a situation where you know he just hasn't had a normal off season. He hasn't had been able to work on things, and maybe he's 
you know, behind a few as, uh, you know, the opening day starter, but they've just kind of been slow playing it to where uh, they, they knew it was going to eat up his entire offseason. And, and, you know, hopefully with him having thrown three or four bullpens and getting here early, he's going to be on track. Um, but obviously if there's any setback, um, you know, that'd be an issue, but there hasn't been anything like that that's really pushed the schedule crazy yet. James, considering the emphasis that the White Sox have put on wanting to do a better job with the medical staff, with the training staff, and, and, tr- and now at least having a full offseason where they're in contact with the players, is there any worry around the White Sox about their players playing in the WBC? I mean, they've been an organization that's been very, like, if this guy wants to do it as long as there's no underlying issues or, you know, injuries playing through, they've been very supportive of it. I, I think that in general that they're kind of an organization, um, you know, maybe you could cite their, you know, strict adherence to the uh Domestic violence policy is part of it that kind of really goes along with the, the league's mandates and requests a letter. And since the league wants players to participate in the WBC, they pretty much have a, a policy. I don't I don't know of anyone they've, they've shut down or, or uh, even Dylan Cease uh, not participating. It seems as much about his decision as anything else because they, they've wanted anybody who really wants to take part to, to take part. And I think you see that with Lance Lynn coming off a season of injury of saying that he thinks he's going to help them. The White Sox allow him to do it, that they don't think baseball players playing baseball is going to be this, you know, unreasonable risk that they are going to step in front of. There were two weird flexes, I thought, by Rick Hahn when he met the media to discuss all the, the Clevenger mess. One was he thought it would make, make him sound good. Like, well, we've been pursuing this guy for two years. And all that did was score an own goal and what you should have known about him. The other one was saying, well, you know, there were – Essentially, saying there were, there were some pretty shady characters on the uh, the World Series champion too. So this is just how we do business. And you, so I'm like, well, wait, wait now, now you're trying to make people not feel as good about something that was really special to them. It was just I, I don't get it, James. I, I don't I don't I don't understand sometimes what they're trying to accomplish in so in in the signing and then in the subsequent explanation. Uh, I mean, at least the World Series part, I think what he's trying to indicate is that these sort of risks are taken a lot or frequently, um, you know, to the point where I would even go so far as to say it's like they can talk about upgrading their, their vetting or, or what they're going to learn from this process. It's not very concrete at this moment, but I think they're probably going to be in position to, you know, take these sort of risks again. I mean, part of the reason you're taking the risk of Clevenger is because you're fitting something into your budget. So, if you're maybe pursuing the top of the market starter, have that uh, room to do that. You're you're not in a position where you have to uh, take on character issues or take on somebody who was hurt, which was their primary concern at the time. Uh, I, I think it's structurally kind of baked into the way that they've done business that they are looking for these bargains all the time. And, and sure, that's true of almost every team, even the, even the Dodgers uh, for some reason. But I, I think it's it's trying to indicate, and I obviously don't think it's probably very comforting to people that, you know, these are the sorts of, you know, calculated risks, as he put it, that this organization, the way it does business, is, is doing uh, somewhat regularly. In reading your piece in The Athletic, where you were talking about Han and his reaction to to vetting of players, it, it seemed as if, and if, if I'm, I'm, I'm getting this wrong, let me know, that you found his details on doing better doing a better job of vetting to be unsatisfying if that is true why did you feel it was unsatisfying 
Um, just because I don't feel, and part of it is maybe they're just not trying to reveal their methods, but uh, I think it's easier for them to say, uh, and the examples he brought up of, you know, our offense's approach is going to be different because we, you know, fired our hitting coaches and brought in new guys and the new guys talk, you know, the right game or we've, you know, hired new sports performance staff and that's why I heard we're dealing with injuries. What's the concrete thing that we would point to for the vetting's going to be better? I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know. Like, <laughs> they're not going to announce that they, like, you know, hired some new like background check firm unless they do. That'd be, you know, a first uh, to see a team, like, really tout that. But uh, I, at this point, we have their word. And obviously, and he said as much. And obviously, their word probably doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people right now. And it's it's a very already a opaque process that we don't can't really – you know, judge objectively. And right now we're going to have to wait for the track record to get better when it's been bad recently. So it's probably a very dissatisfying way to sit with it. I also don't know what they can really do other than to do better consistently for years on end and thus change people's perception of them. Has Griffol offered any clues as to how they're going to decide on their second baseman that what they're going to be looking at? Is it, is it the drills? Is it the games? You know, it's, it's spring training baseball can be inscrutable because guys are being asked to do different things while they're all trying to figure out the new rules. Um, I mean, I could definitely tell you from listening to it that I feel like Romy Gonzalez is, is his job to lose. Okay. Um, they're both typified as an open competition uh, between him and Lennon Sosa. And, you know, you know technically, I, I mean, that's not the role anyone envisions for him, but Larry Garcia is part of that mix, so I guess he's in the race. Um, but... I mean, with Gonzalez and Sosa, I mean, I don't think either of them are gold lovers or anything, but the, the fundamental question about them is, more than anything, like, both these guys just chase out of the zone way too much. That was the, that was the, you know, the bugaboo for both of them in the majors and, and what little time they've had. Uh, both had chase rates that were, you know, very in line with the rest of the team's chase rates last year. So anybody who really kind of shows maturation in their approach uh, as much as they can against spring training pitching, I, I think that's your guy. I, I think that's the that's the, the metric for both of them to whether or not they're going to be able to stay up here and, and be a guy who, you know, just, even if just hitting ninth and running into the ball, which I think is probably, you know, the, the peak idea for Romeo is that maybe he's a, a low average guy who hits 15 to 20 home runs at the bottom of your order. It, it's just seen making the plate disciplines gains that, that they needed to make. That was really clear at the end of last season for them to be, uh, you know, part of a major league lineup. Have you broached the subject of, of shifting with them, or is that something where a couple days in, when we get more position players in, you'll talk to you about? Because I, I worry, considering the White Sox defense overall has been something that's been lacking, them being in this new place where the shifting rules are different and them maybe not having a consistent right fielder and or second baseman feels like it could be problematic. I would have to say I have not, like, I went to the rules demo and all that and, you know, listened to how you can't send your uh, shortstop in motion like he's a slot receiver, uh, disappointingly, but uh, that, but, you know, it, I, I can make a promise to you that I will, uh, you know, in the next week or so. You know, oh, great. Well, you're, you're a man. I'll ask about today, but. Uh, you're, you're, you're a man of your word. I appreciate that. It's a good thing for if you, have uh, you noticed anything about. It, it shouldn't be a defense. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, finish your point. I'm sorry. I I mean, especially with what it is now, like the infield-wise, like it's more hands than lacking athleticism, I feel, as far as their range and what they can cover. Like 
Tim Anderson, John Mankata, those are not guys that I think like lack the lateral movement uh, to to be great in the position. It, it's it's more errors. I feel is, is the old school issue with this this team. So I don't feel like they should be as effective. It's not like they were trying to get away with uh, you know basically a third baseman at second base uh, as much as other teams in the past. It's it's just a precision that I feel like is the biggest issue with this team. You know, outside of the outfield where obviously they are trying to stick it in first baseman in the corners and hopefully they'll do less of that. Lastly, quickly, James, what are you looking for in the way camp runs to give you an indication of the differences from last year's management to this one? Uh, for the speed and the drills, uh, that was the big thing that you know Pedro drilled home, is that they were going to practice game speed, that they weren't going to be very casual and just like, you know, taking routine ground balls and, and kind of calling it a day. Seeing a lot more guys, uh, you know, trying to focus on actually making high difficulty plays, um, you know, stuff where they have to do stuff on the move and, and make quick decisions. You've seen a little bit of that in, in PFPs. I, I probably wouldn't try to tell everybody that the team is going to win 95 games based off really clean PFPs, but you're, you're starting to see that. Uh, you're, you're seeing a lot more catchers working on velocity uh, when they're blocks and, and stuff like that. Uh, but we haven't gotten the – it's been two days. It's hard to tell what's full-scale changes and what's maybe just one or two tweaks around here. I think when we start seeing the position players fully report and really see the infield practice and what it looks like, uh, that's when you maybe start seeing the optimism about, hey, maybe this team will be you know, average defensively. We would do a lot uh, to upgrade from last year. James, thanks for the time, man. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Sorry for being late. I mean, you know, we were talking with Luis Robert. It's all good. Luis, what what did he say? Wasn't spectacularly a font of emotion? Yeah, you know, it's fine. It's all right. It wasn't late. Man was busy. He's giving us time. He's doing us a favor. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.